You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? We're coming in again, What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. Today, we are doing our 2022 horror movie recap. We're touching on some of the biggest horror films this year. We're going to have our smile review, Halloween Ends, Don't Worry Darling, Barbarian. We're going to talk about all of these movies in this one recap, giving our thoughts and opinions on each film and how we feel the, the movie industry did with horror this year. And this was a pretty good month or a pretty good season for horror movies, bro. I honestly wasn't disappointed, except for Halloween Ends. That was like the only film where I was like, all right, bro. The other ones yeah. I was cool with. You know what I'm saying? I think some were overrated, some were underrated. So we're going to dive into them for sure. First one we're going to touch on, we're going to get the trash from out the way. Halloween Ends, bro. You can go ahead and dive so into me... what? Give us the synopsis first before we dive into the actual film. And, and the, the synopsis is even fucking terrible, but let me go ahead and read it for y'all. <laughs> Four years after her last encounter with masked killer Michael Myers, Lori Strode is living with her granddaughter and trying to figure and trying to finish her memoir. Myers hasn't been around since, and Lori finally decides to liberate herself from rage and fear and embrace her life. However, when a young man stands accused of murdering a boy that he was babysitting, it ignites a cascade of violence and terror that forces Lori to confront the evil she can't control. This movie was terrible. They gave us an entirely different plot point than what we wanted. (laughs) Halloween Kills, me and Quincy were just talking about this before we hit record. Halloween Kills was bad, but at least it was entertaining. I don't know what this was. I don't know how Jamie Lee Curtis even let them put this movie out. So I I was pissed off. Quincy was pissed off. I told him the movie. And he still saw it to still try to get a genuine feel, and he damn near cut the movie off. So it was just all around terrible. It was terrible, dog, because I had to see how it ended. I didn't think they were actually going to go through with actually killing Michael Myers, but they did in this film. So, But I don't know how good that that is because I don't know how he dies. We've seen this dude for 40 years get hit in fires, get beat up, get hit with bullets. We've We've seen that he cannot die. So the fact that he died in this film, obviously they hit him in the junkyard. He got stretched out, blood all over the place. It was still like, how? After all of these years, I thought he was filled with demons. I thought he literally couldn't die until Lori died. And they talked about it in the preview. I thought they were going to play with that a little bit to actually see if she died, would he die next to her? But we didn't even get to play with that thought. She just killed that nigga at the end. And it was just like, okay, that's it? It's like, damn, we only seen him in the movie for 15 minutes anyway, and we barely played with his character. Bullshit. I wasn't even mad at him dying. It was the whole concept of, like Quincy said, Michael Myers, the person we come to the movie to see. Like, he wasn't even in the movie for any more than, like, what, 15 minutes total. And they sprinkled his 15 minutes out throughout (laughs) the whole damn movie. (laughs) You saw him for, like, two minutes here. Then you saw him for, like, a minute here, three minutes here, two minutes here. And then you see him for, like, the last 15 minutes of the movie. But that pissed me off. The plot point that they were trying to do with having this new Michael Myers, excuse me, Michael Myers character, of the babysitter that I was telling y'all about in the synopsis, I didn't have a problem with that. Honestly, it was just the fact that they killed him off too. 
So the, mm-hmm. the dude, Corey, Corey Cunningham, that's the character in the film who ends up being this new evil person that they're confronting. He's basically taken under Michael Myers's wing because Michael catches this dude, but doesn't kill him in the movie because he's seen in his eyes. You got the same type of evil I do. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, damn, this shit might be pretty fire. Outside of the acting not being that good, this shit might be fire because even if Michael dies, we finna have a whole new person. And that's what I thought. Oh, so you wanted cool. to see that. Oh, you wanted to see him like I carry wanted on the to franchise. See it. Oh. I was pissed that they killed off the person they could have kept the franchise going with. See, I didn't like him in general. I didn't even want him to carry it on. It, it didn't have to be just Michael Myers at that point. It could have just been the whole concept of Halloween. Yes, we grew to love Michael Myers under the mask. We said Michael Myers more than just the Halloween mask at that point. But this new person, Corey, would Corey Cunningham, would that name stick as much as Michael Myers? No. But you can still keep the franchise going of there's a new killer now that was just like Michael. But mm-hmm. they killed him off too in the movie, which didn't make any fucking sense. Why introduce this character? Because they realized how dumb of a decision that would be. They understood, they understood that this nigga ain't good enough. They got through halfway through the movie and said, and "This nigga ain't it, bro. He can't carry on the franchise, dog." From the beginning, I didn't fuck with him because he didn't even have an evil start, bro. He killed the little dude in the beginning on accident because the little kid locked him in a closet or some shit. It wasn't even like he did it on purpose. He wasn't an evil person from the beginning, dog. I understand he got bullied or whatever by some high schoolers, but that does that shouldn't make him turn evil. I, I never understood the evil trajectory that he was on. He just fell into a sewer, and Mike seen the evil in his eyes. What kind of evil? The nigga was a dweeb. What, what kind of evil did you see in this nigga eyes, bro? Like, I didn't even understand the similarity until he started to kill niggas. It's like, oh, where did this even come from from you? Like, until you see Mike, I didn't even know you had this in you. So it was just weird. Well, he, bro. I didn't like him the picking outcast. that up. He became the outcast of the town and he ain't had nobody. So he just, he became what people were calling him. People called him a, a psycho. People called him a killer and just bullied the hell out of him and didn't allow him in any bars and all of that. So he just got consumed by what people were calling him and he took the mantle of, okay, y'all say I'm psycho. Y'all say I'm a killer. I'm going to be that for real then. And then <laughs> Michael was like, yeah, I like it. That's why I like you, boy. That's why I like you. That's, that's but from but from a young dude, that, the similarity thing just didn't make sense to me because from a young dude, Mike was like on a different type of time where it's like, yeah, you know, since I'm, he I'm was killing. a kid, Mike yeah, I'm different. killing, I'm killing, shit. I'm <laughs> killing my mom, I'm killing all these niggas, like. So that's why I was like, where did the similarity come from? You know what I'm saying? Then after he sees Mike, he starts to kill people because he starts to feel the same way that Mike does. I I thought what you said before we even turned on the pod, bro, or what you told me before I watched the movie, if he would have transferred his essence to Corey. It would have made more sense instead of just seeing whatever in his eyes, he transferred himself into court. Because I always thought that Mike had demons inside of him, like literal demons inside of him. I thought that's why he couldn't die. When you shot him, that's why he was resurrected, because he lived off of demon demons and he was possessed. So I thought he just moved uh, past the possession over to Corey. But he didn't do that. It was just the thing in his eyes. And it just didn't make sense, bro. It would have made more sense if he was possessed and Corey couldn't die the same way Mike can't die. It would have made more sense in that aspect. Especially with this movie, Mike being so old and dying so easily. I mean, he was getting punched out. He was getting kicked, you know what I'm saying? Especially when he got his mask taken. It was like, damn. 
Yeah, you know I, was I was like, like nah, bro. Like you can I was tell like, if you if you getting beat up by this little nigga Corey, it's like okay, it's definitely at the end of the road for you. Mike. I was like, <laughs> no, they not mentioning up Mike like this, bro. Bro, literally got killed by the whole neighborhood, and then he stood up and killed everybody else that killed him. I was like, we can't go from that to one person <laughs> wrestling you taking your. Bro, they bit Mike up, bro. Bro took his but knife, took I'm his saying. mask. I'm like, oh no! I but that's my this, point, bro. though. That's what made me feel like he passed his essence on to Corey. But then we see later in the movie that he kills Corey. So it's like, damn! So he didn't pass shit on because he can die just as easily. So I don't know. Man, it was weird, man. bro. It was weird. And that then the the plot point with the with the, the with the daughter or whatever. She she was feeling him for a second. It was like, fuck all that and, bullshit. And that came bro. out of nowhere. Like, literally, bro, the beginning of the movie, like, Jamie Lee Curtis was encouraging her to talk to somebody, and Allison was like, no, I don't want to talk to nobody. I just I just want to live my life. But then, literally, 10 minutes later, you meet this weird-ass dude getting bullied by high schoolers. And, like, and she's attracted to the outcast, nigga. I want to <laughs> date you. Like, I want to date you. I want to talk to you. Like, you just said at the beginning of the movie, you didn't want to talk to anybody. Now you're going on dates with this nigga? Like... I, I don't she, know, I think it was the connection that she felt like an out, outcast too because her grandma has the reputation of being Laurie Strode being attacked by Michael Myers. But so it just happened like so quick. It no, just happened so quick. Like, first conversation, she just liked this dude. Love that like, nigga, bro. You, you didn't want to talk to anybody a few minutes ago, but your first conversation with this dude, like, you're like, I want to go on a date. And she was ready to ride for him in certain scenes too. Like, she was ready to ride for him, standing like, up to her, her grandma dude. and all that shit. I'm like, damn, all right. I didn't know you felt this type of... I didn't know you felt this strongly about this nigga. All right. It was you know? just... This This was trash. This was utter No, it, it, was, it was pure trash, bro. And honestly, I don't think we got enough Lori, bro. I felt like we should... It should have been a longer battle between Lori and Mike. I felt like that fight was real quick. I felt like that wasn't... Because we're used to seeing their fights last all the movie. And it felt like it was just so quick with it being like the last 20 minutes or whatever when they actually have the, the fight. But I feel like that should have been played with more, bro. Because you know how she usually gets played with this? Like, she starts to get a feeling like, oh, Mike's back. It's like she never really got that feeling. It's like she, uh, Corey started to come around, and she was like, oh, he he had that look in his eye or whatever. It's like, man, fuck are you talking about? He got that look in his eye. Like, how the fuck you know? Nigga, I ain't got no fucking look in his eye, nigga. That shit was pissing me off, dog. It's like, you supposed to, how you know that shit? How you know that nigga got the look in his eye? I only seen that look one place. Oh, look. <laughs> your ass up. You ain't seen that look nowhere. I, I do have a question, though. Do you think they'll they'll try to restart this franchise like 10, In a couple of years, years bro. Later? In a couple of years, but this shit will be rebooted. It won't be with, uh, with my girl, though. How successful will it be, though, bro? It like, can you really Can you really make slasher films anymore because you got to think all this technology now is going to be integrated into movies people are going to have iphones people are going to have tracking people are going to have they showed you that they can make slasher films still because think about it bro halloween kills made a billion dollars dog people are still willing to go see these halloween slasher films especially from the classic characters like halloween jason Voorhees. you just got to make it in an entertaining way we're not looking for a good plot bro we just need something that's entertaining whether it's funny or it's like some fast-paced shit. It just can't be made like this, dog. It can't be made like Halloween ends. I think they can still be made. It's just the way this one was set up was terrible, dog. And I think they should wait. I honestly think they should create some somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like something a variation. New. Give us something new. Like. Yeah, like a variation of something. Like it, it doesn't have to be the classic character. Add something to it. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going to talk about Smile in a, a, a couple of minutes here. 
But Smile, I feel like they they didn't break the barrier with anything, but they put, they added their own twist on it with the psychological thriller. Like we've seen psychological thrillers before, but adding that twist onto it with smiles, with smiles being usually such a happy form of communication and making it such a like an evil thing, like that shit was dope. Like you gotta add some type sort of twist with slasher films that like, oh damn, it draws your attention as soon as you see the trailer. They gotta start adding that element to it, bro. Cause I, I was just questioning it because I, I didn't see what you were talking about just then of the point of just finding a way to adapt and finding mm-hmm. a way to make it relatable to where do we have to have this great ass plot? No, but are they finding a way to make it make sense for the times that we're in now? That's the main thing you have to do. So I I guess they could do that because I was just sitting and thinking, I was like, bro, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Jeepers Creepers, like these are like legendary, iconic horror characters that we know. Texas Chainsaw, Leatherface with Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like how 10, 15 years from now when they reboot all of this, because I think this Scream movie that's about to come out in 2023, I think that will literally be like the last one. At mm-hmm. least as far as like with um with the characters they have now. Mm-hmm. So like let's imagine like we're 40, 50 years old and they restart all of these or some of these. I don't I of course they're not gonna hit the same because it's a reboot, but I just don't know if it'll be successful at all because it's like it's so much technology now, bro. Like who's really letting a Jason Voorhees run up on them now <laughs> with all the technology and all the security no, we have? Now but that's what I'm like, saying. Ring doorbell. You gotta adapt things. though. You gotta like, adapt with the know. horror now, bro. Because ev- everybody is not being scared the same anymore, bro. Yeah. Everybody can't be that goofy nigga who runs toward chainsaws when he's getting chased by the chainsaw or Leatherface. Like you gotta adapt to the times, bro. You should add technology to it. You know what I'm saying? Add the phone aspect of oh somebody probably getting hacked or maybe the maybe the killer he sets you up by sending you a certain text and making you go into a a certain house or some shit. And he tries to fuck you up on Halloween night. You know what I'm saying? He tries to allure you all in that uh, abandoned house or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Add technology to it. They do that with Saw now, too. Like, with that Saw movie that came out with Chris Rock. Spiral. That's that's why I like Spiral, because they added a certain element to where it was like, this is different from what we've seen with the regular Saw. You just have to have a certain element, because people are willing to pay the money to go see it. You just have to continue to adapt with the times, bro. You can't just do the same old bullshit, dog. That's the only thing. But we're willing to see it. It made a billion. Halloween Kills made a billion dollars, dog. It, I, it can make money. I just thought it was funny with Halloween ends that they turned this man Mike the hamburger meat, bro. Mike got bitched dog. up and turned the hamburger meat in the He went same out so movie, sad, bro. dog. He went out sad. And he's my, and he's my favorite. He's my favorite slasher of all time. So the fact that he went out like that, that's why I had to actually watch the movie because it was like, I have to see how he goes out. He went out way too sad. He was weak as shit. Like, you telling me he done did this shit for 40 years, knocking niggas out, got the <laughs> ultra strength. Now, out of nowhere, he's stuck in a sewer, can't do shit, can't even fight this little ass dweeb. Come on, bro. I couldn't believe got this your, shit. Got your knife took and your mask took? <laughs> I was like, oh, no. They acting like this boy Michael a bitch yeah. rapper. Or something. And that's the thing with certain, <laughs> like, with, yeah, certain uh, with, with the reboots, you have to keep certain things in line with the continuity. Like, if Mike has been powerful for the past 40 years, you can't make that nigga like Logan just weak as shit in his last movie unless it makes sense, like, why he doesn't have his powers anymore. Like, with Logan, right. it made sense because 
the antima the whatever you call it, the type of bone he has, Antibody it was starting to wear. Yeah, it started to wear out. But what Mike, we got no explanation. He just weak now. Like we didn't know why he was weak. We don't know if it was too long before he was killing. It was just like we don't know why he just weak out with nowhere. Which is why they they wet the bed with defeating their own new plot point of bringing a young, healthy, strong dude in who could have took the place of Mike by transferring the, the demons to a new body. But no, nope, mm-hmm. they just let they let him overpower Mike just for both of them to still die at the end of the damn movie. Which oh my god, the movie was just terrible, y'all. The acting was, was terrible. The killing wasn't even all that crazy. Like. No, nah, it, it wasn't. It, the kills were not that great at all. The one where he killed the radio guy probably was the best kill. I like the one he killed. That the that was fire. But when he killed yeah. the high schoolers, it's like, yeah. why, why why are we focusing on killing high schoolers right now? It's like like <laughs> the, the daughter, the the daughter Allison, she ain't even in high school no more. Like she's grown. Like no, so, why are we focus on killing high schoolers and shit? Like I don't know, bro. It was it was weird. The homeless dude that was living next to Mike the whole time. Yeah. that that ain't made sense to me. It was like, why is this homeless ass nigga living next to Mike bro, rent free? And this is what I told Edgar before too. I said, bro, you have to. I think it would have been so dope if they just continued the plot where we get away from Lori Strode. And I don't know which Halloween that was. Maybe it was Halloween five when we seen the little girl. It was uh, Mike, Michael Myers' niece. And she ended up killing her mom in the bathtub. She came out of uh, the bathroom. She had the knife in her hand or she had the scissors in her hand. If we would have picked up with that little girl, she could have been tied into this series somehow. That would have been dope because she could have been the next one in line. That's who Mike passes his powers on to. That would have been dope. Not some random kid. It could have been the niece comes into town. She hasn't been to town in years, but she sees her aunt and her cousin. And it's like, oh, man, I haven't been here in so long. Then she starts to feel weird. Like, oh, I get this weird feeling because she starts to think back to her past. Now she stumbles upon Mike on Halloween night. Mike transfers the power because obviously it's a connection there. Now she's the one killing everybody. And it makes sense because it goes back to Halloween 5. Instead of having some random nigga do the killing, tie it back to an old film with the niece. She's older now and it's like, oh, she's the one doing the killing and she takes the mantle on moving forward and she's wearing the mask. That would have been way better just, instead of just some random nigga tie it in with Halloween 5. The thing is, I think those were two different series. With, uh, yeah, Laura, they were. Yeah, with the one with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and the ones like 4 through 6 would be completely different. But if you would have mm-hmm. intertwined them bitches... Them bitches would have been dope, bro. Make it his niece and make her the killer. It would have been dope. That would have been fire. But that would have been clearly, dope. Clearly, that wasn't the direction they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were just trying to end this franchise as quick yeah. as possible, and yeah. they just came up with whatever bullshit. I'm really surprised Jamie Lee Curtis signed off on that. I would have been like, no, this yeah. script is terrible. She should have died. So it's a possibility yeah. that she will be back for the next movie or the next reboot or whatever. It's a possibility, or is she done. I, I I hope not. Just let it. Just let it be done. <laughs> she been beefing. She been beefing with this man for forty years. Please nah, no don't bullshit. bring a, a new one around and act like this didn't happen. Max, Max, Max. But yeah, right. uh, three out of ten, y'all. Three out of ten. I'm giving it a three. Yeah, that just was that was piss poor, bro. I, I'm shooting them bail because I got to watch it on Peacock. I didn't have to go. Thank God, I didn't have to go pay to watch that. So I will shoot them a bail and get them a three for that. But three out of ten. That shit was terrible. All right, moving on to the Smile Review. This was probably my favorite one out of all of the horror movies that came out during this season. So, yes, uh, the synopsis for Smile is after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. 
As an overwhelming terror begins taking over her life, Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. And a lot of this new horror is, like Quincy said, dealt with smiles. Something that is usually innocent, something that we see as lighthearted, as welcoming, has been used as a tool for demonic horror. And I think this is definitely one of, not only one of the best horror movies of the year, I think this is one of the best movies of this year. This chunk was amazing, bro. And I know during that first week, it's, it has such high uh, reviews when you talk about Rotten Tomatoes. I think it got up to like 90-something percent because... It was something so different from what we've gotten in the past. Like I said, we've Facts. seen psychological thrillers before. We've been in suspenseful situation in movies. But the fact that they did it with a smile just made it so dope to me, making that such an evil thing. And also connecting it with the victim's past. Like everybody who was getting passed on this uh, this little curse or whatever had a past where they seen somebody get killed. And that's why the demon ended up going and... Uh, and uh, getting attached to them that was so dope to me just like uh rose her mother got killed or died right in front of her like everybody who came before rose seen somebody end up getting killed like i think it was somebody uh it was the person before rose uh the person mm -hmm. that she ended up talking to as a therapist she had seen her uncle get killed right in front of her so everybody had a past and it made everything really connect at the end of like why it got passed to the people it got passed to so I think that shit was dope, bro. This is the favorite, one of my favorite movies that came out this year. I love this movie. The only thing I didn't like about this movie was how it ended so abruptly. I think we could have got some type of um some type of epilogue at the end of the movie because once Rose's character killed herself at the end of the movie and her her ex-boyfriend sees her and of course we assume now he's the one that's going to be carrying mm -hmm. this smile burden with him, but we didn't get any ending look at rose's husband any ending look at rose's sister like key people that were in this movie that did not believe rose that didn't want to help her we didn't get anything on them and i think it would have been cool after that moment to see what happened with her husband like did her mm. husband ever find out about her killing herself did her sister find out about it and have any type of guilt for not wanting to help her and did we we could have got one more look at her ex-boyfriend now of him going through life and we could see him looking at one person smiling at him and then the movie could have ended like that. But I think but I think that's what they were going for with that, because the whole yeah. movie she was she was trying to obviously get rid of this power. She ended up meeting with somebody in the jail. The one yeah. person who ended up getting rid of this uh, of this demon, he said he ended up telling her the reason. So it the whole movie, she was trying to get rid of it and she just couldn't. And even though she did everything that he said, even though she ended up locking herself in her old house, like really connecting with the guilt from her past, she still couldn't get away from it. So it, it ending with the ex-boyfriend having it, it really showed you that there's nowhere, it's nothing that you can do. It's nowhere that you can run. It's always going to find somebody to connect to. Because even though somebody has to be watching the other person get killed to, for it to get passed on, it's always going to find somebody, even when you try to lock yourself in the house, even when you try to burn the house, it's always just going to play with your mind to a point where you're never going to die until I want you to die. And you're never going to pass this on until I want you to pass it on. You know what I'm saying? It's only certain ways that you can do this shit. And the demon was in full control the whole time. And that shit was just so dope to me because she did everything in her power, bro, to she get did. rid of it. And it was nothing that she could do. I mean, she, she almost killed somebody 
because he ended up telling her you have to kill somebody you have to kill somebody in front of somebody yeah you have to kill somebody in front of somebody so you won't die and it was she almost killed one of her uh, old patients but she ended up coming to her senses like i can't do this like it goes against her moral compass so she tried to try everything else to get rid of it and it was nothing that she could do she talked to people she tried to put herself in isolation there's nothing that she could but do i think the issue was when she was trying to kill people she wasn't trying to kill people in front of other people. And I think that's what was messing her up. When she tried to kill mm-hmm. her patient, she, there was nobody else in the room. So she wouldn't have killed him in front of anybody. People would have walked in and seen he was dead. But I think like the prisoner, the black dude, like he was telling her, you have to murder somebody in front of somebody. Somebody has to witness mm-hmm. you doing it. So when she went to her old house out in the woods that she stayed at with her mom, yeah, you burned the house down, but you didn't do it in front of everybody. So you're still mm-hmm. not doing it completely the way you need to do it. But I think that was a cool twist because she thought she was doing it correctly. Yeah, she thought she, she did it correctly, but the demon was fucking with her so mind. I, I think that was cool. I, I think and that one cool. thing that I absolutely loved about the film, because a lot of people didn't say they liked, they didn't like the part when she ended up getting eaten by the demon. Because you remember the big demon yep. ended up walking out of the room as her I didn't mother. think they would make it an actual demon either. I didn't yeah, see that like, coming that either. That shit, was was dope. that shit was dope to me too. And everybody was questioning like, why did the demon like go inside of her? But the point, the reason why the demon went inside of her, it was her guilt really overtaking her to that point. The guilt really got the best of her. And that's why she ended up dying as soon as she ended up swallowing all of that guilt. So that shit made right. it so dope when I understood why the demon took her. Because like she was trying to get away from it. Everybody was telling her, you have to move on. Even her mom was telling her, like, it's, it's not your fault. Like, she ended up taking those drugs by herself. But it was still, like, the guilt was just too much to overcome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, even the sister, even the sister, like, ended up leaving the mom because the mom was just too much to handle. She was really handling her mom as a kid. By herself. So nobody yeah. was really trying to take that blame except for her. So she felt that guilt for so long. And that's why the demon felt like she was such a good fit because she's been dealing with this guilt for so long. So it was like, damn, for it to like swallow up and actually eventually kill her was some dope shit. And I think one of the coolest parts about the movie, and you touched on it before too, every person she tried to have a conversation to or with they ended up being the demon. Like when she tried to talk to her therapist and then she got a phone call and it was her real therapist on the phone. I was like, yo, I was like, this is freaking crazy. Yeah. Like, and the lady sitting in front of her, wasn't her real therapist. That was fire. Uh, Oh, the end. Like, I know I didn't like the ending as a whole, but when I thought she burned the house down and she went back to her ex-boyfriend house, and he was like, I'll I thought never that was it. Leave you. Yeah. I, I was, was like, it. bro, no way, bro. Don't tell me she back in the trap again, bro. And exactly. she never left the house. Yeah. When I found out she never left the house, I was like, whoa, that was that was some shit. That's because that I thought that was gonna be the end of the movie, bro. I thought that was gonna be the yeah. end of the movie when she went back to the I was like, damn. And then they just were like, oh, that shit was dope. Bro. And they changed that the whole view. She wasn't yes. in the apartment, she was still actually at the house in the middle of the night. I was like, Bro, what? And I'm thinking, no. okay, he he pulling up at the right time, quote unquote. He finna bust the door down, and he's gonna see the demon and help her. They're gonna win. Nope, the exact opposite happened. He got in there way too fucking late. He couldn't break the door down. She ends up killing herself because the demon inside her, and now he got the demon. And that you know something? You know something, bro? I wonder if 
if it could have ended in a way where somebody else realizes the the type of pattern that is going on because towards the end of the movie they start to figure out that there's a pattern here she ends up getting with the ex-boyfriend who is a cop and the cop ends up realizing that oh okay oh if once this happens once she see a, a suicide happen somewhere usually that person commits suicide and so on and, and so forth they started to see a pattern happen it was like 20 different times i wondered if the the cop could have told somebody before like hey this is it's a pattern here. She's a part of this pattern. If it happens to me, like kill me or some shit like that. Like hopefully I wish it like it was like a smile too, or like that could have been the ending of it, where we could have seen somebody try to end like end the person who is the demon. I don't think it would have worked just because usually in movies like this, when you bring paranormal stuff like this to police departments and detectives and shit, they don't be believing that shit. But that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. But you have proof, though, because there is obviously a pattern here and you have somebody who stayed alive. So it's like you can obviously go to him and ask him as well. They would have just tried to give some type of logical bullshit reason. Like they would have found a way to not believe the paranormal stuff that you're talking about. Like they would have they would have looked at all 20 own cases that you would have gave them they yeah. would have looked at the one person that's still alive and they would have found some type of way to give a logical coincidence on why yeah. he's still alive and what what each killing or what each suicide actually really happened they would have found a way to give you a real logical reason and would have threw yeah. all that paranormal stuff out the window yeah and those kills were so graphic too my yeah. goodness that was something that was bro i loved it bro when they was like cutting their face it felt like my face was getting cut though when i was watching this film bro like this movie was a true experience and that's what i loved about this movie so much not really a plot or anything like that it was just the experience of like going to it and seeing something that you've never seen before we always talk about not having enough like original content. We original just talked about content. Halloween Hands, like that's a rebooted series. But having original content that you haven't seen before, and it turns out being this dope, that's what I love about it. just the dope concept of it. Like I got to give the the director, the creator of this, and the acting, like bro, tenfold, bro. I love this movie, dog. I love. I it. I would get this movie. I probably give this movie a nine out of ten. I get this movie a nine. I'll, out I'll of 10. probably give it, it something like that too. If it would have just ended just a little, if it would have had a little bit more to the ending, I probably would have gave it a full 10. But I got to give it a nine just because there were there were certain questions I still had. I would have, could I was still wondering, damn, like, is her husband going to find out? Is her sister going to find out? Is her mm-hmm. job ever going to find out what happened to her? Like, there were so many characters that they kind of made important to the story. That yeah. you just had to be okay with not seeing that. But she really, she really dis- disconnected herself with her family because the the husband didn't even want to mess with her no more because he thought she was yeah. going crazy. And then the therapist, she was trying to disconnect disconnect herself from the therapist. So the therapist wasn't even trying to mess with her all like that. So everybody that she was mm-hmm. close to, she really created a lot of distance in between. So it made sense why they didn't come back into the picture. She was only close with the cop because he was or she was telling him everything. So that's why he ended up going out to the 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 rural area to end up finding the old house or whatever because he was he knew the whole story nobody else believed her and that's what i wanted to ask you bro if you were put in that situation where your significant other or a close friend is telling you like hey this shit is happening with me bro like would you believe them or would you be like everybody else and be like that shit ain't going on because from a human perspective we always need to see logic behind everything so you understand why everybody is telling her no 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 but if something like this was happening to you, what would be your reaction to the shit that is going on? Damn. I I definitely wouldn't just treat it like the person is crazy. Um, 
like how like how her husband or fiance, whatever he was, he was like dead ass, like, no, you're crazy. I should have knew you was like this before I got mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. I would I wouldn't be like that. And I wouldn't be like her sister either. Her sister didn't want to hear anything. She completely ignored her. Would I go to the lengths of like trying to full on combat this issue with you? Mm-hmm. Probably not. It depends on who you are and it depends on the situation. But I would listen, I would understand. Because the same way we could believe that there are good and healthy spiritual things going on in the world, we have to believe there are evil ones as well. We, that's what we I was can't going to here. say. That's what I was Yeah, we can't say. sit here and say we believe in God, we believe in the supernatural, mm-hmm. we believe faith moves mountains, but we don't believe that there's an evil part to that as well that can be yep. just as effective. You have to have some type of understanding of balance of both so i would believe the person if they came to me and said something like that. i was literally going to bring up religion bro on that point how we always believe in god we've never seen it it's no logic to it we only got we only have to go off this book and some people say that's half true so you can't really fully believe this book but we, you we all believe it but when it happens from the demonic side nobody wants to believe it oh we have to see some type of logic but nobody wants to believe it except for the person that is happening to obviously so it's like you have to like you said you have to believe that something like there's truth and lies in everything. And so if somebody is telling you that, you have to believe that something is going on. You just can't push them to a, a therapist and think the therapist is going to figure shit out. Something is going on with them seriously. But the point, but my, my point would be how far can you help that person when the, the problem is all psychological? You can't really help that person if it's all psychological. You can listen all you want. You can say, yeah, I, w- I want to help you, da, 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 da. But the problem is going on inside your mind, bro. It has something to do with your guilt from your past. It has nothing to do with me. I can't do anything for you. Even if I listen to you, it's nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of a catch-22 in that situation. But something I thought was interesting, um, and I'm not sure how many people have seen this movie, but this was a terrible movie, by the way, but It Follows. I thought of It Follows when I saw this movie. Mm. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. But It Follows was kind of a similar similar plot basically and this movie came out in like 2015 2016 mm-hmm. it was a sex demon you had sex with somebody this person had this sex demon on them following around that was going to kill them but they pass it on to you and now that demon is coming after you and now that demon can't kill me until it kills you it's like mm-hmm. a it's like an endless chain yeah so if I'm the person that the demon is coming after, the only way I can get rid of this demon coming after me is I have to have sex with somebody. So now it's coming after you <laughs> and I won't die until you die. Like yeah. I can't die until you get killed. Mm-hmm. So it's an endless, it's an endless chain that goes on and on and on. It's a terrible ass movie, but it is a movie y'all should watch just so you could be like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. But that's what I thought about with this movie, but it's different because of the fact that the demon was coming to even if it wasn't in a person because when in the beginning of the movie when the uh the patient comes in the room with rose the girl still thought she was gonna die even though Mm. rose wasn't in there smiling to her she still saw the demon in the room so it's like damn you really can't get away from it because it's like it's not coming in a person all the time it can really just be itself because you would think you could just trap yourself in a room for the rest of your life and be okay. Cause it's all mental, though. Yeah. So it's all it, mental. It, it was bro, crazy the, that it was crazy how that happened. One of my favorite parts of this film, bro, 
was when she was at her niece's birthday party. She was at her sister house, bro. And she was all standing around. Yeah. This is when she was in the midst of obviously everything happening. She knows something is going on with her. She knows she has the, the demonic possession inside of her. And she, she's at the party or whatever. She gives her niece the present and it has the dead cat inside, the cat that she couldn't find for weeks. And she ended up going crazy. Everybody started looking at her and everybody starts smiling around her. She ended up falling into a, a, a glass table. She ended up shattering everything. That was one of the trippiest film or trippiest things about this film. That was my favorite part of that shit, bro. That, that shit that was, was probably crazy. my favorite part too. That shit was, that was fire, bro. That shit was fire. Cause I was always wondering, like, where the fuck the cat went? So, like, when did yeah, she I kill the cat? Too. I was like, damn. I was like, damn. When are we gonna see the dead body? And, but it goes back <laughs> to your point of like, she didn't know what she was doing because she was possessed and it was all mental. She probably killed her cat, not even knowing what the hell she was doing. Stuffed that bitch in a box and just gave that bitch to it and not even knowing. She's not even connected to the world like that because it's all mental. They're playing mental damn. games with her. Damn, bro. Yeah, this this was fire. a good movie. This was a, a good movie. Like I said, and there's so many. We could talk about Barbarian was the same way to me. Don't worry, darling. Can be talked about in that same conversation of just like it being an experience. All of these movies, and that's why we see Halloween Kills get a billion dollars last year because these horror movies are becoming the new cinema, bro. Where people are going to see it to get an experience. Do you have to have the best plot? Do you have to have the best things inside of? Do you have to have the biggest budget? No. You just have to give people entertainment, and that's what these movies are about. Barbarian was entertaining as hell. Smile was entertaining as hell, and that's the key. It's not really about plot, but if you can entertain, bro, that'll take you a long way in this business, dog. And I think more people are going to start to fill out the horror film scripts now moving forward because they see how big they can get just off the entertainment value of it. And I fuck with that, bro. And, and it's a lot of original content coming to yeah. like how we were saying how don't don't just keep repeating stuff, don't keep force feeding us stuff we already know and trying to change one or two things. No, give us something that y'all really sat down and thought. Even if we could pull some type of similarity from other stuff, like I said, yeah. it follows. I pulled us, yeah, I pulled some type of similarity from it follows, but it was still completely different in its own way. So mm -hmm. that's fine. But original content is what we've been getting recently, and I love it. Yeah. And moving on to Barbarian. Yeah, so the Barbarian synopsis is a young woman discovers the rental home she booked is already occupied by a stranger. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the night, but soon discovers there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. I think this was horror movie of the year, bro. This really? shit was fire. This was the best horror. This was probably the best horror movie I've seen in a long time, bro. Like outside of outside of like all them exorcists and paranormal activity movies where like the devil is like the main mm -hmm. um the main villain in the movie Conjuring or whatever. And all that shit, yeah. Yeah, when it comes to like just straight up horror stuff, oh, this was sure. probably the best horror movie I've seen sure. in a long time. Talk about something original, something I've never seen before. Like, I was real deal scared watching this. I haven't been scared watching a movie in a minute. Yeah. So, I, I love it. I'm going to go ahead and get my rating now. This was a 10 out of 10. Like, the wow. Is, like, Barbarian wow. is that movie, bro. That shit was fire. Especially the this? way they told you the backstory of, like, how the yeah, shit Yeah, the happened. gentrification and shit. I fuck with that. Yeah, I was like, damn, this shit was fire. Yeah, that, this movie, this movie was good, bro. This movie was good. And this was another movie as soon as it came out. 
surprisingly had high ratings because the trailer for this film honestly they had nothing to do with what the film honestly nothing gave to do because the trailer nothing. was literally just the first 30 minutes of the film it didn't exactly. show you anything about what happened exactly. after that and i think that's what was so dope because it felt like it was another movie after the little 30 minutes that you got with the black lady uh obviously going down in the basement passageway or whatever and that shit was so dope bro i thought that this movie shouldn't have even been a thing bro because that black girl know damn well she shouldn't have went down that damn passageway. Oh, yeah, yeah. She know that nigga was down there. She heard that nigga screaming. Every movie, I know she done seen all these scary movies before. If you go down there, you finna die. And what her dumb ass did, she go right into that shit and she end up dying. It should, going, this movie shouldn't even been a thing. Every door she kept seeing, she was like, I'm finna go, I'm finna keep going. Yeah, I swear to God, she like, seen it. She seen that nigga. He, he ran to her and she it said, let me keep going. I was like, damn, why are so many doors any damn way? Like, yeah, <laughs> it was like bro. another door, like every hallway. <laughs> yeah, but but this, this movie was fire. Because I thought, just like Quincy said, I thought it was just going to be these two characters for the whole movie. I thought the movie was just going to be one night. It was just going to be this one night of them staying there. We go to the next morning. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this going to be some multiple nights type of shit going mm-hmm. on. But then they, they introduced the other dude later in the movie, giving us backstory on, like, how he's involved with owning the house. Like, bro, yeah. what? Like, because I'm watching the movie here in the living room, Denisha in the bedroom, and I was just like, babe, it's some bullshit going on that ain't even got shit to do with what was happening. Yeah. Like, this shit was wild. This shit was that wild. That shit bro. was. That shit was, bro. And I love the, the, the gentrification tie-in that this this has been going on for so long that nobody even realized that it was happening right in front of their eyes. Like the old dude that we see end up getting killed, he was uh, kidnapping women, putting them in cages in in the in his basement. He was raping them, and then he was ended up uh, sleeping with the babies of his babies. Like it was a hills have eyes type of situation. I don't know if y'all have seen hills have eyes, but this is what this from movie this movie kind of reminded me of. Because it had the same type of trope to it with uh, they try to kidnap you from just a random place because obviously you're in the hills. They kidnap you. They try to rape you. They try to just reproduce with you. And then they have sex with the kids. So now you become deformed. So we see the obviously the, the monster at the end. That was a product of like sex with your dad type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like constant sex with your dad, sex with your dad, multiple sisters. Like it was a it was a crazy scene. So it reminded me of Hills Have Eyes and like everybody just being deformed and looking fucked up. That's it was similar to that situation, which I thought was dope. And something that was funny to me, back to your point of black people just knowing when to get out of situations. When she went to her interview, first off, the neighborhood looked trashed. I mean, it I was get terrible. It. She was, I get what they were trying to play on because she was in Detroit and they say a lot of areas in the Detroit, Michigan area and like that 10 to 20 mile radius like has a lot of abandoned neighborhoods like that. Mm-hmm. But you pull up into this abandoned ass neighborhood where this is the only good looking house and that the house was barely even good looking. It was just mm-hmm. the only decent looking one. Everything else was like crackhead house. You don't have house. any key. <laughs> you, you don't, don't have, have any key. Any key. Yeah. Like, And then when you go to your job interview... You tell the lady where your Airbnb is. She looking at you like, you're staying where? Like, no, you need to get up out of there. And so, bro, as soon as she would have said that, I'd have left. Like, it, it wouldn't even been no question. I wouldn't have went and got my stuff. I would have went and got people to come back with me. I think she was thinking get- about leaving. She was thinking about leaving, but she ended up hearing my boy when she went downstairs because she was like, where he at? Remember when she came back? Because it was that yeah. night they was talking. It was that night, that first night they were talking, having a good time with each other. She ended up, remember, it was in the middle of the night. 
she felt somebody open her door and she thought it was mm-hmm. the other dude. And so that dude was like, no, I ain't open your door. Next, the morning comes, she goes to her interview. He's not there anymore. But she wanted to leave, but she just wanted to uh, say what's up or bother him. But he's not there. So now she starts to look and see like where he's at. Then she goes into the passageway because she ends up hearing him yell. And now she gets caught up in this whole situation. And now she's the baby of this monster. And I love the connection of like the movie that she, the baby was watching. Like the I keep saying baby, but the monster baby was watching because it was the baby documentary or whatever of like mm-hmm. her being a child. So it's like she wanted to be a mom because she's seen her mother figures growing up. Like that shit was dope. Cause like so everybody she was kidnapping, she was kidnapping not to kill them, but to like literally raise them as a baby. And it was, I think it's interesting how the monster didn't kill Tess because I think she didn't kill Tess because Tess was a woman. Like, mm. because that night when the when the dude got killed, I'm thinking, how the hell did she escape? Or how the hell did later in the movie she end up in that cage area? Yeah, I think she kept her because she was a woman and she knows the cycle that the dude Frank was doing with all those women. So I think that's why she didn't kill Tess, but she didn't have a problem killing the men that was that she was coming across because of the man that was abusing. No, nah, but she didn't. I don't think she had a problem because uh, what was what was the white dude name? The white dude who owned the house. Oh yeah, AJ. AJ. Yeah, because she didn't she didn't kill AJ. She threw AJ in the cage. He just ended up ki- or leaving uh, after she opened the cage. Like that was the only reason. So she wasn't trying to kill him either. She remember he was trying, she was trying to have him like suck on his her titty or whatever. He was like, hell no. So like she monster wanted to titty. raise him as a baby as well. We got seen... monster titties in this movie, y'all. Y'all gotta see this shit. <laughs> this shit, got this shit was wild, bro. But the most wild part of this movie was the ending, dog. I yep. love the way this shit ended, bro. Cause you thought Thanks. this shit was gonna end. Cause you thought my man was gonna be a man and like stand up and he was gonna take the L for. Uh, the black girl. He nope. ended up pushing her ass <laughs> over the goddamn roof. And the damn monster tried to save her. She ended up, damn, the monster ended up dying. But Tess ended up surviving because the monster saved her. And then, uh, no, what happened to the white dude? The white dude ended up jumping down, I think. Did he get shot? No, he he went back down. AJ went back down once he seen that the monster caught Tess and yeah. the monster actually died. So he yeah. went back down. He picks, um, he picks Tess up. He's apologizing, blah blah blah. Whole time the monster ain't dead. The monster gets up and like eye gouges him and like breaks his skull and whatnot. That shit was wild. That shit, that shit was, was wild, bro. That was my favorite part because you really thought he was gonna be a man. Oh, I'm gonna take the L. And nigga said, Hell no, nah, through her and ass you over see, the roof. You see how they connected the fact that he was in a situation where he was about to get in trouble for raping somebody. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to bring up too. So I, that it, was like a full circle moment. Yeah, because obviously the, in the beginning, the whole thing started with the gentrification with the man ended up kidnapping and raping women. And that's why I talk about on, on my notes, like the men versus women, like power dynamic and how it's all set up and how they're usually termed as like the weakling, but they're like the smartest out of all of them. And that's how we see the woman ended up surviving everything. And the men ended up being the ones that died because of their tendencies and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that was some dope shit. How it all, like you said, went full circle because he got in trouble for a sexual assault or whatever. And he was trying to say, like, no, nah, I didn't assault her. I didn't rape her. Da, 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 da. It was, it most likely he did rape her ass. He tried to yeah. sell all of his he tried to sell all of his assets. That's the only reason he went back to that house, because he wanted to sell it. Then he ended up realizing that somebody was in the house 
of which was the two people that were there the day before, he ends up going in that same passageway, stupid as fuck. But that's a white. Well, that's a white I, I don't know. I don't know why he goes in there because I don't even think he heard a scream. Well, no, he he went, he went in there because oh, because he, he was had trying to get more money. He had the yeah, ruler. He was, yeah, he was going on websites like, can you count underground yeah. passageways as like square footage? That's when right. You're selling that's a property? right. That's right. And I was like, bro, you don't see how sinister this shit look. He was like, oh, bloody cages. Yeah, let me just include all this. <laughs> I was like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, another secret passageway? Oh, a bloody ass mattress with a camera and everything? Yeah, we're going to include all of this room. He said, yeah. yeah, he was about to say he was measuring all that shit. <laughs> like, yeah, That's right. All of that. <laughs> oh, more, more stairs? Bet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the, the comedic way they, they tried to play that shit was funny. They had that shit funny was definitely it. funny, bro. That shit was definitely funny, bro. I, I fucked with this shit heavy, dog. I didn't think it was as good as the 92% Rotten Tomatoes that I was seeing before I watched it. But once again, it goes back to it being so entertaining that it's like, damn, I fucked with this shit, bro. Even though you could talk about the plot and the plot holes, the shit entertained. And that shit was good as fuck. I'll get this movie like a eight, eight and a half out of ten just like just off the entertainment. I would watch this movie again. Like, I would watch exactly. Smile it again. Value, it got bro. replay like, it value, dog. Replay value. It got replay value. Like I'm, I can watch this movie again and be completely fine with watching. It. You know what like, I'm saying? This, it won't get stale. This movie was. This movie was fire. The trailer didn't give away too much. It didn't give away anything. It didn't remember, give away we was talking anything. about it. We was like, damn, I don't know. If we want to even go see this movie for real. And then I heard good things about. it. I was like, fucking, I'm gonna go go. I told this nigga. I said that shit fire, bro. I said that shit pretty good. He ended up watching that I, shit I last give it week. A, I give it a 10 out of 10, bro. Yeah, that shit was dope. Like I said, and like I said, I just love the fact that it tied in the Hills Have Eyes. Like that Hills Have Eyes connection was just so dope to me. And that's literally my favorite horror movie of all time. Like it's scenes in that movie that will be implanted in my mind forever. And if y'all know, y'all know what scene I'm talking about. That that rape scene in uh, Hills Have Eyes 1, that's some shit that will never leave my brain. I mean, that, that scene was like seven minutes long. Like that, that shit was... Her getting raped, like that shit was ridiculous, and that shit will always Damn. be implanted. You know what I'm saying? It's just seeing those monsters and everything like that. That shit was dope, dog. So definitely go watch that. That's a movie suggestion. And moving on to the last movie on the docket, we got the Don't Worry, Darling. Yes. So the synopsis for Don't Worry, Darling is in the 1950s, Alice and Jack live in the idealized community of Victory an experimental company town that houses the men who work on a top-secret project. While the husbands toil away, the wives get to enjoy the beauty, luxury, and debauchery of their seeming, seemingly perfect paradise. However, yeah. when cracks in her idyllic life begin to appear, exposing flashes of something sinister lurking below the surface, Alice can't help but question exactly what she's doing in victory. So I'm yeah. sure you guys have seen a lot of previews for this movie where it just looks like a lot of different cinematography shots all tied together and you're leaving you're left there wondering what the fuck is going on you definitely should see this movie regardless of whether you like it or not i feel like it's something that makes you think and makes this you was dope really this was a dope film shit. bro this it was i film. seen a lot of black people hating on it saying it was a, wow. a fake bro people were saying this was a fake ass jordan peele movie and i'm like no 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 see i wrote nah, that down my note, i can't agree. i can't agree with that I see the thing is the ending kind of made you not think that way. But at the beginning with the community of people being in the sunken place, I put that in my notes. It feels like Get Out, but expanded to a, 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 a an entire community now. It's not just one person who's 
under fire. It's like everybody is in this sunken place of like, damn, we know something isn't right here, but we don't know what it is. We can't put, we really can't put our finger on it. And you got the white males who are really controlling everything and we end up figuring that shit out. So I did feel like that at the beginning, but the ending made that shit like, oh, it didn't feel as Jordan Pillage when I seen the end. So, yeah. I, I don't like the fact people were saying it was a fake ass Jordan Peele movie because it's like, bruh, if Jordan Peele would have made this movie, a lot of black people would have loved it. But I think it's the fact it was just white people that people yep. was like, mm, there's some fake ass Jordan Peele. So it's like, no, this was like a solid ass movie. This was yeah. good. Like this it. has replay value too. I could watch mm. this again. Right. And I love, I love the fact of um the men being able to die in real life, but not the women. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, like Quincy said, you could tell everybody has some type of idea that something was just off. Cause the pregnant lady. That lady was pregnant forever. Like everybody in that community knew the the, the lady that's always pregnant. And mm-hmm. it's like we don't never see her kids. Like she yeah. she doesn't have any kids, but she's always pregnant. Like and there were just little things that I think people were purposely ignoring, or they were like Alice and trying to figure shit out, but were getting shut down every time. I was about to say because we seen the black lady who was obviously Margaret broken. Yep. She was obviously trying to tell her husband, like, "No, nah, I gotta go. We know something is wrong here because they took her son. They took the black lady's son, so she obviously knows, like, oh, something is going on here. They took my son. When we see her ended up killing herself right in front of Alice, it's like, oh, okay, here we obviously see that something is going on. They end up trying to like sedate Alice and tell Alice like all of that shit didn't happen. But it's like, nah, bro, this shit is some sneak shit going on in this community. And I just didn't know what who was controlling it because they wanted you to think that it was Chris Pine's character. And it was his character, too. I didn't think that all of the males were involved, though. That's why I'm like the husband was involved. Like even uh, Bunny, Bunny ended up she was involved because uh, her husband, she didn't really like her husband in real life. So she ended up putting him in the sunken place. Like, that shit was dope to me, bro. How they were still involved with it, even though nobody else really knew what was going on. That's why they always went to work in that little pyramid hub type shit. And nobody ever knew what they did. And that's why they never wanted you to go out to that area. Like, it made so much sense at the end because they weren't going to work in that pyramid shit. They were going back to real life to actually pay for the, for the uh, what do they call this? The, The simulation that they were staying in. Like they were literally paying for this while living the reality, wild, bro. Which is which crazy. Is That's wild. why I said it. It didn't feel like Jordan Peele when I seen that. You know what I'm saying? When I seen oh the, the what it actually is, I'm like oh no, nah, Jordan Peele wouldn't have did this shit, bro. And it would have been way more symbolism if it was Jordan Peele. It wasn't as much symbolism either. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool to me because I told you before I'm not really big on the symbolism. I, I thought there was a little bit of symbolism with how we saw Jack's real life person, how he was part of this cult. And how mm. there are people out there who really do go into the dark web and join these cults. Like, because his cult was called Organized Chaos. Yeah. In the real life version of Frank, he was the moderator of that shit. Like, he mm-hmm. was the person in charge of that cult telling these men and signing these men up. Because we see Jack in the movie when they should finally show background of what's happening. He goes to some disclosed location and they interview him. They get his picture. They get all this type of information, personal information on him before they give him the simulation stuff to go do at home. So it's like there there was a symbolism with that. I just Mm -hmm. don't know how deep it wasn't really deep. It was just some like dark web type shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that shit was dope, though. And I love how they really 
hinted at what they were doing throughout this entire movie. And it was one quote that was constantly repeated that was consistently going over my head, but I wrote it down. I put, the men know what's going on. That's why they have this community. It's all about control. And they, you always said, it's beauty and control. There's grace and symmetry, and we, we move as one. You remember when they were actually listening to the simulation? That was something that Chris mm -hmm. Pine's character continuously said. When they were all dancing and doing everything in synchronization, that was something that was completely over my head. But I understood it because they wanted everybody to be on the same page and on one accord. And it was all about control for these males. Because we've seen in real life that Jack, he was a bum. He wasn't doing anything. We've seen that uh, Florence Pugh's character, she was working as a doctor, but she was overworked. So it was like, damn, he couldn't have the time with her like he wanted to. So that's why he fell into this, uh, this cult where they're doing this simulation or whatever. So we see that he really flipped everything on his head because now she's the one staying at home all the time. And now he's working and they think they have the life that they really want. But this isn't the real life for Florence Pugh. And that's why she ends up realizing what's going on. Because it's like, I don't feel like this is something I should be doing just home all day. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool. The cinematography was beautiful. The way they had captured uh, different shots of the movie, uh, like with with the detail they put in how she cooked and like the different flashes of the um the black and white ballerina dancers and just the the symbolism of symmetry and cohesiveness and everything. Like I I thought the the way they captured a lot of the film was really cool. Uh, the dudes in the red suits, where did they come from all the time? Like, they were just coming out of nowhere when it was time yeah. to take somebody. So mm -hmm. I don't know where those people are. I don't even know if they stay in victory or not. And it's yeah, like, whenever know. they came around, nobody questioned anything. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know. That it was might have wiped people's brains of that. I don't know. I mean, it might have wiped people's brains. <laughs> well, but, well that, I wouldn't put that past them because they wiped Alice's brain yeah, they wiped before her brain. she went back. Before yeah. she went back, and she thought shit was cool until there was another trigger that made her think about reality again. So. Yes, this movie was dope, bro. I fuck with it. Let me move on. What else I wrote down? We're paying for that situation. She had that. Yeah, because it was it was something that made her realize that something that she was in a simulation. It was like a consistent ding that she ended up saying, uh, that she ended up hearing was, all the time. It was the song that Jack would sing whenever yeah. she would hook her up, that don't exactly. worry, darling. Exactly, it was, yep. And, and she kept humming that, and people would ask her, like, what song are you humming? And she's like, I don't know, it's just been stuck in my head for weeks now. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I so, fuck yeah. with how she, how she killed, how she killed Jack. Because I thought she was just going to end up just letting him live and just try to run away. But she like honestly killed that nigga and said, "Oh no, nah, I'm gonna get this nigga coughing and going on." Because in the in like the middle of the movie, we see that Alice ends up going out to the place where they don't want anybody to go. She ends up um, getting brainwashed after that. But she sees that there's a simulation, she's, something there, because she ends up touching it, and then they end up taking her back to her house and just saying like, "Oh, she's sick or whatever." But she ends up seeing that this this little great building that they were it was like a dome type of thing she ended up realizing like this is something that they don't want us to see this is what they don't want us to see she tries to tell people but obviously they don't listen to her but she realized then that something isn't right they're trying to keep us away from the truth you know what i'm saying and that was that was some dope shit I and that. what did you think about the plane i i didn't see where the plane um fit in with anything because margaret when margaret called her she was like you saw the plane didn't you and i'm like so like what where 
how was she able to see the plane if they're in this simulation? And how were her and Margaret able to see the same shit? Mm, that's that's what I was confused question. on. That's an excellent question. Because the plane Damn. came out of nowhere. Nobody else saw the plane. Nobody else believed her about the plane. The 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 reason I see Margaret knowing about the plane is because her her son had a little red toy airplane. Mm-hmm. But that still doesn't explain how Alice saw a red plane in the sky and then crashing. So. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't that even was know. one of the few questions I have. For yeah. Mmm. Maybe that was a sign that they know something was broken. You know, they know, they know something, and that's maybe the sign where, okay, if you see a red plane, that means something is broken here. Alice see the red plane, something is broken here. If somebody else would have seen that red plane, they would have realized that something is broken. Maybe that was like a, what do they call it, bro? Like a crack in the in the code. Like if, yeah. if, if you go against something, if you go out to like that plane, if you go out to like the place where they don't want you to go, you're going to see that red plane or see that plane end up crashing because you're cracking the code. You're going to a place where they don't want you to. So you're going against the matrix, basically. So you're seeing shit break in the simulation. So that could be a break in the simulation where you see a plane crash. And so nobody else to see it because they're so locked into the simulation. But once you can crack the, the simulation, it's like, oh, you can start to see things outside of it. You know what I'm saying? Or see things that aren't really there. And there was um, there was something else I had a question about. Uh, I wanted to know how Jack... And this may not even be that big of a plot point. I think I was just paying too much attention. How did Jack keep her eyes watered? Because her eyes had to stay open the whole time when she was True. in real life, when she was on the bed. Like her, she wasn't allowed to blink or anything. It'd be mm-hmm. different if she was in a simulation where she was put to sleep and her eyes were always closed like mm-hmm. that. But she's looking but at that eyes, thing at the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they kept constantly getting scanned. So I'm mm-hmm. like, your eyes will dry out. Like, was there ever any water put on her eyes? How do you even keep her alive? Because I guess she had an IV, so I guess she always had fluids running in her, so she mm-hmm. didn't have to necessarily eat. And he would sprinkle water in her mouth sometimes. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that worked. But we see at the end of the movie, well, we don't see it, but when the screen goes to black at the end of the movie, you hear her wake up. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like in real life, she actually did wake up and she's probably okay. But I had a question about that. I was like, how is she able to move her eyes and blink? Yeah. How does she even have energy to get up because she ain't been eating? I, I had a bunch of questions like that. And I wonder if they would do a, a Don't Worry Darling 2, just like her on a rampage trying to take down this cult of like people under the same simulation and people that don't know what's going on. She tried to help those those women out, or mostly women out, mm-hmm. who are under simulation and don't even know what's going on. Because that, that shit is crazy. I feel like we could see a second one with Florence Pugh. Well, I don't think we're going to see a second one, because it was a lot of drama on this set, because yeah. uh, Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh, they had beef. I seen something with Harry yeah. Styles and Chris Pine, they got beef. So I don't think we're going to get a Don't Worry Darling too. but that would have been something interesting where... Florence Pugh could have taken down or taken down this like a uh, simulation, obviously opportunity or simulation cult that they had going on. Cause this is affecting a lot of women. Cause all of those women did not know what was going on and they were clueless, yeah. clueless, not even like thinking about things like Alice was. I think the only people who knew what was going on for real was, um, was Alice, Margaret. Um, Bunny knew what Bunny. was going on. 
Bunny, Bunny knew exactly knew, what was going on. She knew fully well what was going on. Yeah. She purposely chose to do it because she wanted yeah. to experience having her kids. Exactly. And it was one more person that knew what was going on, I think. Or at least thought something was going on. Damn. I don't remember. It was, I was and was the sex scene necessary? I feel like the sex was something symbolic in this in this movie. Like every time she had sex, that's when when Florence Pugh would question him about what was going on, oh, like something isn't right here. They would have mm. sex for some reason, like to like distract her from what's what she's actually thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Because they weren't having sex enough in real life. Now they're having sex all the time. But I feel like that could have been like a symbolic like distraction of every time uh, you start to realize the truth, you get distracted by something else. You know what I'm saying? And that mm. happens in the real world today. With everything that we see, we see the real sometimes, but we get distracted so quickly and so easily by something that's not even as important than like the real reality that's going on in the world. I feel like that could have been a symbolic thing, like sex was symbolic in this movie. Because mm-hmm. at first I was thinking like it was so unnecessary because they were having sex so much. But then when they were having sex, she was starting to question what was going on in the simulation. And that's why he would have sex with her to like, okay, take her mind off that. So I'm assuming that's what like, what was the leader's name? What was Chris Pine's name? Uh, damn, what was his name? So whatever Chris Pine's character's name was, he probably taught that at the simulation. Like, hey, you have to do this when she starts to ask questions. Take her mind off of that type of thing. Uh, Harry Styles' name was Jack, and Chris Pine's character was Frank. Was Frank? Yeah. So when I'm pretty sure Frank taught that. Like, if you do, if you uh. If she starts to ask questions, you have to have sex with her and take her mind off. Because you remember that one scene, bro, where they were having sex in like a back room and Frank ended up walking in, looking at him. Yeah, they sex. were they were in his room. They were yeah, in like his so it was or like, something. Maybe Frank was like, yeah, he's doing the right thing. She probably was asking a little too many questions. <laughs> he was like scoping out the situation. And he ended up walking off because I thought sex. I thought Frank wanted to have sex with her. Because I was like, damn, he was looking at her a little too closely. I didn't know what he was going on, but maybe he was just looking like. Okay, maybe he started to notice that she was asking too many questions. Oh, because um, it was some. She was looking at Margaret. It was, they were at the day party. She seen Margaret asking questions, so she started to question shit too, asking Harry shit. So Frank probably was looking like, okay, let me see if Jack is gonna uh, do the right thing I taught him by having sex with her to distract her, and maybe that's why he went to that back room to see. Okay, he's tamed her down a little bit. And I was wondering, I was wondering what Frank meant when he when he told Alice he was like I've never had anybody like you before somebody that's really what made me have, think they were gonna have sex push yeah, me yeah. push mm-hmm. me and challenge me for real and mm-hmm. I was like so does he want women to know that they're in this situation or is it's like I, I don't know plus Frank ends up getting killed in the end by his wife his wife clearly knows what's going on and she must have finally had enough of it so I don't know and that was so weird about this whole movie because at the dinner scene when everybody was at the table, it was Frank, it was his wife, and it was obviously Jack and uh and Florence Pugh's character. She she put everything on the table. She was telling them, like, y'all all got the same backstory. Y'all all met at the same place. She, oh, did you did you meet when your your papers or your books end up falling down? Or aren't you from Philadelphia? Like everybody was from Philadelphia. You went on honeymoon from... here. Yeah, so it's like, that. why did nobody put everything together? Like, why are we from the same place? Like, why did we all meet the same way? Like, why did we all honeymoon here? Nobody questioned shit in this type of simulation other than her. And even when she put all of that shit on the table, everybody was like. She don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Like, <laughs> she don't know what she's talking about. I'm talking about everybody met the same way. Oh, whatever. But it's like, why doesn't anybody notice, like, what the fuck is going on? 
You know what I'm saying? Even though it's a simulation, it's like y'all still have your own mind. Y'all could have been the same way, like Allison thought. Like, damn, that is interesting, at least, that we do have the same backstory. So, yeah, I, know, that I, I thought that was I thought that was weird, but something I I, I didn't notice till now. Whatever happened to Margaret, bro? Because when the women die in victory, they don't die in real life. Mm-hmm. But when the men, and I never, I didn't really understand how that worked either. But when the men die in victory, they really do die. Mm-hmm. So when Margaret slit her throat and killed herself, excuse me, I, I don't understand what happened to her character after that. We never saw her again after that. So did she wake up? Are we sure that if you, if a male kills themselves or if a woman kills themselves, they don't die? Are we sure about that? Because Florence Pugh's character didn't die. She just went to the hospital, and that's when she started to realize what was going on. You remember that? Yeah. She was in the hospital, and they were working on and her. And the and doctor were, was standing over her and everything. And the doctor was standing. And that's when she realized that she was a surgeon in her past. So I don't think that if you kill yourself and you're a woman, you don't die. I think Margaret is dead. I think she killed herself in real life. I think it happens for men and women because Florence Pugh, Alice, did not die. She was just, she had went to the hospital. Cause they wanted to do a Bunny surgery on her, that. huh? Yeah, Bunny Bunny said that later in the um in the movie when when she realized that Alice really knew what was going on, yeah, she told Alice to run, and she was like, "When the men die in victory, they die in real life. They're gonna kill you. They're gonna find you and kill you. You have to go." So yeah. I, I just thought, well, damn, maybe the women don't die. So you know, yeah, I don't know. I think the women do die. I think Alice or Margaret was dead, and I think uh, Alice never died. Because she just went in, because they were going to do a surgery to like get her back in check, like a lobotomy or whatever to like dumb her back down so she can go along with the story. But she still was like, no, nah, something still ain't right. Even when she got back into the house, something still wasn't right. And she still realized like, nah, I know the truth now because she thought yeah. back to the past of like her reality. So, yeah, that was it. this was a dope ass movie to me, too. That's why I said this season of horror movies was one of the best that we've gotten in a long time. I fucked with Smile Barbarian and Don't Worry Darling. I would give this movie like a seven and a half, eight out of ten, bro. I fucked with I, I was thinking an eight. I give it like an eight, maybe an eight and a half. Um, I fucked with this movie, bro. Yeah. You know, I fuck I with Florence like P too. I fuck with Florence P yeah. too. So I really fucked with this film, bro. Really did, really did. All right, man. That is every movie that we would talk about for this horror movie recap. Edgar, do you got anything else before we get out of here? Uh no, nah, like we were saying before, uh, love the original content. Love even if you're pulling ideas from other stuff, having such an original idea to pair with ideas that you grab from other stuff has just been phenomenal this year. Like I said, my favorite out of all these, of course, is Barbarian. I think that was the scariest movie of the year. Probably one of the most scariest movies we've gotten in the last few years. So definitely check out Barbarian, but give all of these a watch except Halloween Ends. If you watch Halloween Ends, it's just a movie you playing in the background while you got people over. Yeah, and my my favorite was Smile. That would be my favorite out of all three of these. But like I said, all of these movies were dope except for Halloween Ends, like you said. But um, if we have a Black Panther movie review coming out. We just recorded that, so definitely be on the lookout for that. We got a Raising Kane in season one uh, review come, or season two review coming out. We got to talk about the Prey movie that's on Hulu. We got some Netflix originals that we got to talk about. And it's some uh, more Marvel stuff that we got coming out soon, bro. Oh, the Werewolf by Night. We still got to talk about Werewolf by Night oh, as yeah, well. Damn. So yeah. it's so much stuff that we got to be giving to y'all, bro. But hey, appreciate you guys for listening. And we out. Peace.